0: to be out there using the tools, building relevancy, converting and focus on, you know, whether that's geographies, verticals, different distribution channels. I think that it is more critical than ever for SaaS companies.
1: Welcome to Subscription Scale, sponsored by Rebar Technology. Join us each week to hear from industry leaders in the subscription space, share their best tips and stories, and learn how you can uplevel your subscription business today. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Subscription Scaled. I'm your host, Nick Frederick. With me today is Felicia Bocchicchio, who is the CEO of Unbounce. Felicia, welcome to our show.
0: Hello, Nick. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Really great. to be on. Of course, we appreciate
1: you taking the time to come on and share your experiences. For those that might not know about Unbounce, tell us a little bit about the company. Tell us about your background and how you became CEO there.
0: Great. Yeah. So Unbounce, um, we're a company that is designed to help digital marketers convert higher on their ad spend and find more of their best customers using smart AI-powered tools like landing pages, copy generation, and traffic optimization tools. So the tools help our marketers build fast, optimize, and learn through insights. And the business is 100% like multi-tenant, high-velocity, SaaS subscription model focusing on the SMB space for those who are in the subscription business and interested in scaling. And Unbounce was founded back in 2009 and has been the leader in landing pages ever since. In 2022, we began to pivot our strategy to consider how we leverage our own data and learnings to build higher performing technology that was AI and ML powered. To continue on our mission to help marketers compete in a highly noisy marketplace where customers today, like you and I, you know, we're demanding, we're requiring immediate relevance and want to be interested. And so today Unbounce is all about conversion intelligence and conversion intelligence is really our version of AI and one that is based in our belief that AI is a tool for marketers to grow smarter. And this is the idea of a marketer's know-how augmented with the machine to build faster, convert higher, and find more of their best customers. So think one plus one equals 10.
1: Optimization, improve the response rate, improve the effectiveness. Sure. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit about your background. I mean, where were you before Unbounce and what led you there?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. Yeah, well, I have been in SaaS tech since 2000. So this was super early subscription days. And even then we were like tinkering with this idea of not just subscriptions, but transaction based. So if you remember the Ticketmaster model, so we had some technology and we're playing around with subscriptions and playing around with transaction based pricing. So super early days. So I've been around for a while and eventually I migrated from California up to beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, where I reside today. And as I ended up leaning into really the tech sector here, which is an amazing group and an amazing community of people, when you're in tech here, you hear about Unbounce. And Unbounce has been an anchor in this tech community for a really long time. And one of the reasons they have such a great reputation is really our belief in people and building community. So I've always had my eye on Unbounce, and in 2018, I had an opportunity to come work with Unbounce at a point in time where they were pivoting and thinking differently internally about their structure, and I joined Unbounce as the chief revenue officer, and since that time, I've had an amazing trajectory here and experience with our Unbouncers and growing with the organization, and currently am the CEO.
1: Awesome. Fantastic. So how big is Unbounce? I mean, you said it's very ingrained in the Vancouver community there, but where are your clients and what areas do you guys serve?
0: Yeah, we uh, primarily serve North America, but we have many clients coming in from English-speaking countries. And I think that is a natural trajectory of kind of any SaaS business these, these days, especially mm-hmm. when you're in you know, the <laughs> world of digital, where people find you because they are looking for tools that really serve their needs, that, you know, are engaging with them as a customer who is looking to learn and build value. And so we tend to actually engage with a lot of people globally, but primarily focused in North America.
1: Well, let's talk a little bit about your revenue models there and being the chief revenue officer. I'm I'm sure you're going to have some pretty good insights into this. I mean, of course, Unbounce itself is a subscription service, naturally makes sense because you have this ongoing engagement with your customers, right? But you could have had a couple of different models there. You could be outcome-based or transactional-based, I'm sure. Why do you think the transaction or I should say subscription model makes the most sense?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of it really comes down to the markets that you are serving. So at Unbalanced, we're really focused on servicing the SMB market, the small and medium size. Mm-hmm. Businesses that could be anyone from our own size, where you have digital marketer who is very strategic, has, you know, a good size marketing team, all the way to business that's a size of let's just say one to three. So in that model, a lot of how Unbounce was really structured was around kind of product-led growth. This was early days of an era of how does a digital marketer want to work? Can they go find tools that they can access on their own and do that in an easy way? So when you start to think about that journey and experience, you know, you're going to want to have an onboarding journey for a customer that is one that is smooth and also one that you know, is acceptable in terms of payments. So we really designed this process that I think is fairly standard where you have somebody access, put their credit card in, offer a 14-day trial. And then they have access to the product to use it. And then we support them within that experience to make sure it's almost like a hand-holding experience. So first of all, with SMB, you know, you've got to let people use the product. And after that, once you've identified their use cases and needs, then they can move into selecting price point that makes sense for them. So that's how we do it. Mostly monthly subscriptions. We do find that on an annual payment basis, that's something of interest to people based upon where their own pockets are. And so we offer pretty standard month to month and annual type programs.
1: Gotcha. What does onboarding look like and how long do you see that process taking? Is this something where it's kind of choose your own adventure once they sign up and they can kind of train themselves or do you guys take them through kind of a training process personally?
0: Yeah, a little bit of both. I would say the best analogy to think about is that essentially we invite them into our home and they can find the front door very easily. And a lot of people want to tour the house on their own, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the idea. Now, of course, you need to have the usability. You have to have visibility on training and education materials. So all of those are really critical. And Unbounce has mm-hmm. always been deeply embedded in thinking about how to best educate a marketer mm-hmm. and working together to do that. At the same time, if you can't find you know, where the kitchen is and you're hungry, you want to make sure that you can talk to somebody. And so that's where we come in, where a lot of times we'll kind of check in and say, hey, how are you doing? Do you need some help? Some people are like, all good. Other people are like, I need a lot more. And, you know, that's just the way it kind of goes, especially with SMB, because you have a lot of smaller companies that don't have a lot of expertise in-house and you have one person wearing many hats. And in that situation, they might need some help getting up and running. They might need some help on designing. I mean, the beauty about landing pages, not back in 2009, but fast forward to today. This is what people call no code. And the whole initial problem that we've set out to solve is is that a marketer could actually build a landing page, a mini website on their own without the help of a designer or of a engineer. And today that's still very critical, right? Because the marketer is a creative entity. They want to create and build their campaigns understand how to message match from their, let's call it your pay-per-click ad or your email, and be able to convert that to a page that resembles the same message matching brand, tone, and style. And they're connected to that. So they want to make sure that they can do that. And sometimes they need some help along the way. And historically, that help has been support from Unbounce. And helping somebody build that page, maybe turn on a feature that they don't have yet. let's say optimization. And as we're talking, you know, this is now evolving because what we would typically support our customers with and still do can now be supported through, you know much of artificial intelligence, where a marketer again is coming in, And let's just say they have a campaign already built. They have a PowerPoint in front of them. They know the concepts of the campaign. Today, they can throw five words or 10 words into landing page. And as a result of that, our landing page its called a smart builder. will come back and build the entire page for them. So they're building in such a fast amount of time. And of course, they're going to edit and work through that. But when you talk about support, it's really interesting. And the value of that is because as we move forward in this new world, you know, support is going to look really differently. And customers will need to consider how to be more open to different ways of thinking and receiving value. And I think that in itself will be a journey.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, talk about the two things that are probably, I don't want to say the biggest obstacles, but the biggest time investment when you're building a landing page, historically were, right, the time to build the page and then the copywriting and the content that went around that. And you've taken those two very things and figured out a very efficient way to enable that, right, directly to the digital marketer without having to work with IT or some external marketing company, right? Is that, am I thinking about that the right way?
0: Absolutely. You can think about it in a bit of a flywheel where back in 2009, 2010, 2011, for a marketer, it was like, how can I just build this page on my own really quickly? And we've solved that. But now it needs to go beyond, right? So now we're talking about building, we're talking about optimizing, and we're talking about providing insights to the marketer. And now that's starting to expand because in today's world, you need all three. You need a partner or a vendor that you can go to that's going to help support you in all three of those elements. So it's one thing to build a page. It's another thing to optimize. So the question becomes, you know, when we're building content or helping our customers build content, for example, you have to ask yourself, is that just generic content? Or where's this content coming from? And so with Unbounce, you know, one of the things that we're doing that is, you know, a big deal right now, Obviously, you know, I think though everybody in the world now understands what generative AI is and what chat GPT is. Overnight, everybody
1: suddenly understood what it was.
0: Amazing, right? Every company's dream, like talk about scale Mm -hmm. overnight, is that you become a household name, right? It's like what? What happened? Right. Which is a really phenomenal. But when you think about the evolution of that for our own digital marketers. You're thinking about, okay, now they understand what generative AI is, but what's really important is how companies are going to narrow their data and leverage the data to vertically help a customer grow. So any data is good. Specific data to what you're trying to achieve is better. And what I mean by that is that With Unbounce, we've been working on building out our own ML model that is marketer specific. So over the years, we've had billions of visitor insights, billions of conversions, and we're leveraging these things now to be able to guide our marketers. And so when we build content for a marketer inside of our landing page, inside of our smart builder, that content is not just content that's applicable to the words they put in, but it's high converting content. So the yep. idea is that then again, mm-hmm. we're getting into this optimization of opportunities for marketers to scale and go beyond and for a marketer to do more with less. And so it needs to go beyond just building something. It's You've got to be able to help a marketer or your customers optimize that. Then you need to learn with them because it's about learning together. So the question we ask ourselves is this like, yes, we are a trusted brand, people trust us and we can produce content for them. We could help optimize traffic for them, but they're still interested in learning. Like every customer is interested in learning. I mean, you know this, you've seen this, your best customers are customers who have that growth mindset, who want to grow, who want to understand. And so that's where the insights come in. And I think the relationship grows with your customers. So when we're optimizing for traffic, you know, we might produce an insight for our marketer that says, hey, there's a variant of a landing page that you have. It's not really receiving anything. You know, let's take that down. Hey, you know, this over here is maybe a text format that's too long. We recommend that you shorten it. And you, by shortening that, then ideally you'll receive higher conversions. So that's really like the name of the game when we talk about what is your journey of your customer it's no longer, how can I just build something really fast? It's real, got to be about performance. And I think that's where the value opportunity is today in working with your customers. And if your customers are receiving that value, your customers will stay with you longer. They will be able to go out and find more of their best customers. And you know now your business is growing and your business is scaling because of your ethos of working together. So it's really interesting because, and I don't know if you have found this, but a lot of people ask this question, which is, what is AI going to do to my job? Have you heard that come up?
1: It was a story on CBS this morning, like our job's going to go away because of AI. So yes, I think we're all hearing about it.
0: Yeah. What do you think?
1: Well, there's absolutely some jobs that are going to be impacted by it. I think to what degree and when it comes to fruition, that's a big question mark, but certainly it's going to happen.
0: Well, you know, I think what we hope is, is that AI will shrink a lot of the mundane tasks and or AI will help you give you a starting point for you to do better with something that you're already working on, right? Or get there faster. So it is meant to automate tasks and I can see that, but I also think if you're using the right kind of AI, that it'll actually amplify everything that you're doing. And we see this a lot with writers. If you're a good writer and you use, let's just say chat GPT or something we have called smart copy, you'll probably still be a good writer. If you're a great writer and you are into writing and really ideating and creating, using these types of generative AI and using AI is just going to amplify that. And so I think that's really has to be the goal. And you know, I think if we look at it as a society as an advantage then we won't feel as if it's a replacement. But, you know, it'll be interesting, I think. Trust is such a critical, plays such a critical role in humans and in customers. And so I think that it'll be interesting to see how brand alignment and brand trust plays in terms of customers feeling comfortable using AI. And yeah, it's just an exciting time.
1: Yeah. I'm curious to get your view with all of this generative AI. It can impact everything from marketing to customer service to sales, you know, all of these different areas, but the amount of call it personalized outreach that we're all going to start receiving now, we're going to all start at least wondering how authentic is this? You know, what did AI generate this message or was this somebody really, you know, digging into me? And trying to hone in on a message that makes sense to me. How much do you think prospective customers are going to be reading into that and maybe discounting some of the messaging because they believe it's coming from AI?
0: Yeah. I wish I had a glass ball on this, right? To really see Mm -hmm. and understand. I think it's going to be pretty janky at first, right? Like Mm -hmm. we are in a massive wave right now where all of this is exciting, people are using it left and right. There's no regulations. It's like the Wild West. So I mean, who Mm -hmm. knows a year from now, there could be a lot of different types of regulations coming into play, whether that's on content or images. Mm -hmm. Right now, you have what seemingly is a huge, massive data set that's being pushed out by the Microsofts of the world or the Google of the world that has completely scraped everything out there. And Mm -hmm. you you wonder, is that proprietary data or not? Who knows? I think that when I say it's janky, I think at first it's going to be messy for all of us. And I don't think we're going to love it. But I think over time, the rate of acceleration for applications and innovation like this is going to skyrocket. I don't think we're going to see this level of acceleration. I don't think we've ever seen anything like this. So when I say it's janky, I think it's gonna be janky for a short period of time. And then ideally, in my positive mind of thinking, it's actually going to be ideally very relevant to you. And that's the crossover, you know, in marketing and in social and all those types of channels, which is for all of us, if we get something super relevant and on target, we like that. When we don't get something very relevant to us and don't have a good experience, we hate that. And so Mm -hmm. janky at first, but over time, I think that there will be an appreciation for it. And I think, yeah, people are just going to have to, just like Siri came into our lives and now she's our best friend. (laughs) You know, that's kind of how it's going to be.
1: Yeah, very true. Very true. Well, I mean personalization is almost table stakes these days, right? If I feel like I'm getting a generic experience, I wonder if does this company even know me? Do they care? Do they have the right technology to meet my needs? So you start questioning it, right? So you're going to kind of have to get on board with this level of getting to know your customers better whether you want to or not because otherwise you're going to be left behind. I mean, is that your view?
0: Yeah, I agree. I also think it won't just be about content, but I think I was thinking you were saying earlier was around like how much and so I think that good, strong models will tell you how much somebody can take and how often to reach out to them to receive yep. the most optimal results. And I think that's going to be key.
1: I'm glad you brought that up because was, that was a question I was going to go back to. You had talked about the model that you guys have built for your generative AI. And I talked to someone at a customer service AI company called Forethought the other day, which has built their model around talking to your actual customers, right? And providing customer service to them. How important are purpose-built models going to be going forward? Because I think right now for a lot of people, they assume, hey, chat GPT can solve all my problems. It'll generate a script no matter what the purpose, but that's not really the case, right?
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I would say that companies that are targeting narrower verticals and have those specific models that you just mentioned, are in a real unique position to scale and grow. One of the ways we kind of think about it, I don't know if this is the right way because I'm certainly no expert in all of this, but one of the kind of dumbed down ways I kind of think about it is it's like the big, huge data sets are iOS. It's like that is the main platform. And then what you can do is build very narrow vertical models that sit on top of that you can Mm -hmm. still leverage that data so that your models are learning faster because those big, huge data sets are gonna be learning 100 times faster because all of this is based upon mass data. But I do think it is all about relevancy. And so for us, when we're delivering insights on what the right content is to create a landing page in this vertical, in this geography, that's learning from what has happened historically. That's learning from the hundreds and hundreds of landing pages that our customers have built. And I think the great thing about that is, is this concept of the democratization of data. And so when you are running a company that is in support of the small business, right? So small and medium-sized businesses, you know, historically, SMBs couldn't afford to have access to technology like this. Mm -hmm. And so they couldn't compete with the enterprise companies out there. And I think the other thing that's kind of being, that's quite revolutionary, who knows, is this idea that this democratization of access to this type of technology will level the playing field. And so the more specific your data is, the more leverage you're giving your customers, right? Mm -hmm. Which is all about this purpose of, Yeah, we want our customers to grow smarter. We want to learn together with our customers. And if you have that value that's deep inside your own purpose and everything that you do is in support of that, then I think that technology is good for you. Technology is better for you, but not all technology and all data and all ML models are going to be created equal.
1: Well, your analogy keeps turning in my head of thinking about AI as like this operating system, and then we can put this next layer over top of it, maybe call it the apps or adapters or whatever that are purpose built, right, to do a specific thing, but it leverages the operating system right below it. Do you feel like we're kind of in at that point now where, hey, this great OS just came out, there's a handful of apps over top here, but there's eventually going to be thousands of them?
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, in every situation where you have a wave, so many amazing things end up being created and also new companies. And one of the things that I've been seeing out there is companies who actually aren't really even, you know, they're not building software. They're just building ML models. And so you should end up having companies that have built ML models that you actually can plug into. So let's just say you want a like specific data set, you probably will be able to, I know there's companies out there that are doing this, that you're like, I need a data set for this. And you go to that company and you plug into their data set and you end up yeah. having that trade-off with them. So I don't necessarily think it's going to be like it used to, where, you know, you're going to have to build everything on your own. It's like a I think a new world and new opportunities and new types of companies will be built.
1: Yeah. So, you guys have used that as a tool in what is your service, right? Your platform, that is a tool that helps you generate content for these landing sites. But at the end of the day, it's still some digital marketer there going, How does this fit in with my product? I need to tweak these words. I like this. I don't like that. Hey, this one's working. That one's not working. Like, what do you feel like that balance is now versus what it'll be in the future? Like, how much hands on work does that digital marketer need today versus you're going to keep incorporating this stuff, you know, on into the future? How much easier does it become for them?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I'm not sure it's easier versus different. And I think that for our relationship with our marketers, maybe a good example would be is currently right now, we offer two different types of landing page builders. We have a classic builder that's been around for a long time. It's an incredible builder, very customizable, creates very pixel perfect. And then we have our new AI fully powered smart builder. And you have a marketer who comes in who's been using landing pages and the question is is which one should they use because they both have use cases. It's kind of like if you had two cars in your driveway and you have, you know, let's say your 1990 Ford 150 and then you have your Tesla. You go out and you think, okay, what's my use case today? Where am I driving? Okay, I'm going to drive up to the snowy mountain, I think I'm going to take my old trusty Ford 150. And then you might want to take your Tesla for a drive around town. Who knows? Right. And I think that's the world that most people are going to live in for a while where it's because we're humans, it's habits are hard to break. And part of that earlier thing is full control, right? And your Ford 150, you have full control. You could probably lift mm-hmm. the hood up and change the oil, right? The Tesla, you have to release some of that control and think differently Mm. about it. Mm. But once you become comfortable with that, you start to see the benefits. And so, yes, on one hand, it is a lot easier. And so when people build in our smart builder, but you know, they have pages built immediately. You know, we have optimization features to monetize your traffic. All of these things are easier. It just might not feel so comfortable at first. So I think it's like, that is a little bit of how I think about the evolution. I think that as humans, Mm. even though the new technology we're using is easier, in some ways, we still want to be engaged in it. And so we find difficulties with it at the same time. Yeah, I think that's just the way of technology.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, one thing that stuck out to me there was when you said the words pixel perfect and going kind of a little bit old school, those are terms that we hear from corporate clients, right? Enterprises right. where I needed to look exactly this way. There's not really a good reason for it. They just want it that way. And, and conversely, small businesses are generally the ones that are like, I just want this to work and be as good as it can be. And if I can get 90% of the way there with 20% of the effort, then that's the answer for me, right? They're the ones that are more accepting of that. Would you say?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right. Because they have less time, they may not have the bandwidth or the confidence to understand. And so mm-hmm. they know you're a good brand and they're going to lean into that and believe it. The winner on both sides of those is performance, right? So people mm-hmm. will forgo old habits. They'll forgo, let's just say, workflow for performance. And so when we are thinking about our customers in this day and age with how noisy it is in the marketplace, the question is, can we help somebody convert more customers and find more of their best customers. And so when marketers in our situation really start to feel comfortable with the machine learning and that machine or that AI being kind of part of their team, they're going to start to engage with us differently. They're going to engage in a more consistent way, and they're going to start to see the benefits of letting the machine do the work. And so one of the good examples is traffic optimization. So old tool, A-B testing, you build it out, a marketer needs to really understand how to do A-B testing, all the rules, and they build it and they have to set it and forget it. And they have to wait, right? Like nobody wants to wait for anything anymore these days, right? Like that's just where we're at. That's a Um, fact over to new, what I would say AB testing or variant testing on steroids is a product that we have called smart traffic. And so in this scenario, what you can do is you can, customer can build as many variants as they want and they just set it and they walk away and they forget it. And what happens as soon as traffic starts to come in, the machine starts to route people to what they believe to be is the highest converting variant for them. So like you might come in from your location and I might come in from my location and I would most likely get routed to two different variants. But what we're finding and what we see in that is, is that, yeah, we're able to actually lift those conversions by 20 to 30% for our customers. Now, somebody who's using A-B testing, and is not sure about smart traffic, yes, I see that. But when they start to hear, hey, actually I could lift my conversions more over here, they're going to be more willing to try that. And if they can prove that, and if a company can prove performance, which is ideally, we talked about relevancy, that's performance. We talked about you know, building faster, that's performance. We talked about actual results, right? That's performance. When marketers see that in our situation, they're going to be more comfortable, and that's going to be a motivator for them to potentially you know change some of those older habits. Or maybe you don't have to. It's just a matter of use cases, right? I mean, it's not like one or the other. Maybe there'll always be a reason you want to drive your Ford 150. who knows? Yeah. And well, I think that's great, right?
1: Sure. Well, you know, speaking of performance there you think about you're getting a click to this landing page from an AdWord or from a referral site or something to that effect with the cost of those clicks being what they are now. Do you think optimizing as much as you possibly can when you might be paying 10, 20, heck of a lot more cost per click to get somebody to that page is more important now than it's ever been? Or perhaps do you think that maybe that's going to become more commoditized and it won't be as important because everybody can do it so maybe the cost of those clicks and conversions become less
0: yeah i know from i mean speaking about today and the environment of ads today and the cost of ads today and what's happening on the internet and watching our own marketing team those are more important your cost per click i'm just going to talk about marketers not everybody has deep pockets you can't just keep spending more out there you have to be able to optimize your spend. And so I do think that's the name of the game today. Who knows in the future, it's you know what's going to happen with advertising and the big rival that's out there. Who knows? But today I would say cost per click is critical. And it's not always about finding more customers. It's about getting a good return on what you're putting out there.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe let's get a little bit specific and talk about subscription companies. And those that are out there marketing for it, not just a customer to transact with, but one that they can really develop a relationship with. So that starting point of when they're first coming at you into a landing page and getting a personalized experience there, do you think it's even more important to a subscription-based business?
0: Do I think it's more important to a subscription-based business? Relevancy is what you're getting at.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Say a bit more.
1: Well, there's a lot of competition, right? More subscription services now than ever. And of course, now we're even talking about subscription fatigue and customers being maybe a little bit more reluctant to sign up than they were before. So now those offers and those what you're marketing to them online needs to really hit the point and hit it really Mm -hmm. fast, right? Because there's alternatives out there. So is this maybe even more important for them than it is for a business that's selling replacement air filters or something like that, that customers have to have, right? So they're just looking to transact. Do you think that's a different type of interaction?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's more important than ever for companies in specific verticals. I would say SaaS is one. I mean, it's one of our most active verticals, right? There's so much competition. I mean, you've seen the MarTech map and how it grows a crazy amount of ways every year. So I think it's more important than ever. It's got, you need to be out there using the tools building relevancy converting and focus on you know whether that's geographies verticals different distribution channels i think that it is more critical than ever for SaaS companies to be focused i think e-com is another vertical that is pretty critical in terms of using digital marketing tools like these and identifying specific customer segments and being very clear and in terms of the relevancy of the messaging that they're pushing out there. And I think design too is really critical. I mean, I think that there's so much you know, we've talked a lot about text and content, but I also think there's something that's really evolving around imaging and design that companies like ours and any SaaS company, you know, needs to pay attention to because humans respond to that from a visual perspective. Capture that
1: attention as quickly as possible and keep them engaged in what they're looking at, right? Well, this has been a great conversation, Felicia. Really enjoyed it. Is there any upcoming product announcements or launches or what does 2023 look like for you guys?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, it's been a super exciting couple past years for us. And with, I said, the launch of many of our AI products like Smart Builder, like Smart Traffic, like smart copy is is another incredible new feature and product that we have out there. We really feel like we're offering our marketers more than we ever have. So, we would invite people to come try Smart Builder, come try Smart Traffic, and I think that is really where we're at, you know, in terms of our offerings and you know what we think would be the best set of tools for specifically marketers to use. And so that's what we're all about. You know, I talked about earlier about conversion intelligence and I think when you come to Unbounce, you know, you can feel confident that you're with a company that is thinking about thought leadership, that is offering cutting-edge technology that is really thinking about working with you to help you grow. And that is all about conversions. So if you're a marketer out there and you care about conversions and you want high performance landing pages and you want high performance content generation, then we invite you to come for a visit and check out our products.
1: Well, if anybody does want to check out Unbounce, what's the website? Or if they have any questions about maybe something we talked about today, wants to reach out, where can they go?
0: Yeah. Well, unbounce.com is our website. Easy pretty easy. And if anyone wants to reach out directly to me, please, you can find me on LinkedIn and uh, just uh, connect. And I'd love to chat with you about any of these things, whether it's marketing tools or not. would love to hear your story and just reach out to me at Felicia Gokikio at LinkedIn.
1: Well, Felicia, thanks again for the time today. Really enjoyed hearing your story and learning about the product. Definitely a very, very relevant topic right now. And I'm sure we'll get a lot of engagement. Once again, thank you for coming on the show.
0: You're welcome. Thanks so much, Nick.
1: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Subscription Scale, sponsored by Rebar Technology. If something we said today resonated with you, please subscribe, rate, and download our podcast and share this episode with your network.